in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 12.06 on this Thursday, good afternoon, one and all, here I am, it is Juan. This is The John DePietro Show on this uh, Thursday. It is June 9th. Year of our Lord 2022 on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everyone tuning in. We also do our uh, live simulcast feed, Facebook page, live stream, John DePietro show, the 12 noon report. As I've learned that I have to say because some people get confused when they hear, did he say afternoon? (laughs) What time in the afternoon? No, 12 noon. Folks, every day is a learning experience. Um, 12 noon report right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It is true. You can listen at the website to Petro.com. Uh, but we we are over the radio. And I want to say good afternoon. We have so many listeners now um, that are reaching the program, reaching out to the, the program, especially, you know, huge areas of growth in uh, right over the line into the Massachusetts area. Especially, I, I, I do hear from many of you, um, especially, I, I feel terrible for those that, those parents that are dealing with this whole Blackstone Millville Regional High School and some of the students that are coming in with the um, Regional High School coming in. Now, again, I, I do want to say good afternoon to everybody in that area. And, of course, I, I do get email from people listening in, in Worcester and Attleboro and Franklin and obviously uh, Rentham, and uh, obviously, you know, Bellingham, Douglas, that whole area. And then we even have the people, good afternoon, everybody listening over the line in the Connecticut area. I hear from many of you that AM 1380 travels very, very strong. Of course we have, right, the Lincoln, Cumberland crowd, and then South, and then obviously many people um, in Providence that tune into the program. Really for Folks, you know, with today's technology, you can listen everywhere. And if you listen at the website, petro.com, And then, you know, I did get an email from um, Phyllis that said, you know, John, I went on your website and I just wasn't sure what to push so I could listen. Phyllis, it, on the website, and I'm on it right now, I'll hold it up to those on Facebook Live. And that's fine. I don't mind people asking. But it, you'll see the button right to the left-hand side. It says, listen live. Now... If you click on listen live, sometimes you get an ad, sometimes you don't. You click through that, and then you'll see a, it's just a button to the left of status. I guess it could say play, but it's normally the button, it's an arrow pointing uh, to the right. And then if you push that, you know, for, for some people, they think nothing of it. Other people say, okay, I'm there, now what do I do? And that's fine. But if you push on that, and then you'll see it's buffering, and the next thing you know, and it's a little bit on delay, you, I guess it could say play. You, then you hear Juan right there. Hear how clear that is, by the way? Uh, to the right. Very, very clear. If you push that, you know, for, for some people, they think nothing of it. Other people say, okay, I'm there, now what do I do? And that's fine. <laughs> and that is fine. All right, so that's Juan. Um, I'll tell you how clear that is. Obviously, when I was in Ukraine, I could I could operate and listen uh, that way if I wanted to. But anyhow, uh, many times I like to say, you know, the, no question is, is a bad question. If that helps people in some way, um, I suppose it could say press press that button. A, a lot of people take it for granted. And it's like anything else, folks. You know, when, when we do things over and over, we kind of take it for granted. There's Phyllis, and she's trying to get the program. And she's like, okay, I'm going to the page, and now what do I do? And that's, and I'm glad that Phyllis contacted Juan. She went to DePetro.com and then contacted me, and we were able to hopefully, good afternoon, Phyllis, and, and straighten that out. <coughs> Folks, this portion of the program, ooh, what's this? Oh, okay. Um, this portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Boy, that was heavy rain last night this morning. My God, every day is like an adventure around here. And the, the weekend tomorrow is going to be very warm. But the weekend's, eh, you know, as Bill Clinton said to Monica, every day can't be sunshine. 
So, uh, but a good time to work outside. Very comfortable weather, certainly. PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center, they're off to another record start. I, for one, am not surprised. Steve, Debbie, Jr., and Byron, located right off of Route 4, 3680 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Especially for all of, you know, we have so many people right now in the Warwick, Cranston, Coventry, North Kingstown area that are following the Charlotte Lester missing uh, Charlotte Lester the missing woman missing person case. Pop in and see my friends PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week. They're a full scale nursery. The service I'm just going to come out and say it. It's the best. The service is the best. Hanging pots, ten inch, twelve inch moss baskets. They have gift certificates. Father's Day is coming up. Full scale nursery. They run. Debbie upkeeps their Facebook page and it's terrific. It's PR. Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3680 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Tropical Mandevillas Hibiscus Plants. They also have great vegetable plants and herbs. And I received a nice email from Emily. I think she said she got some tomato plants there. Hmm, don't help. I'll have to go back and check it. She said she got some vegetable plants there. I thought she said tomatoes. It could have been cute. Don't get me. I'll have to go back and check it. But anyhow, she said it was fabulous. Fabulous. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon at uh, 1212. Now, we're going to cover a lot over the next hour between now and, <coughs> excuse me, and 2 o'clock. I, I do want to first make mention, though, of, um, and I mentioned it last hour, and I'm glad. I, I received an email. If you want to email me, it's very easy. Go to the website, depetro.com, um, and you just click on Contact John. And I think it was, I'm not sure who sent me this, Robert. Happy to see you're not going to give the dog and pony show on prime, prime time tonight. Folks, I'm going to let you in. <coughs> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. People basically are not watching television anymore. Now, granted, I did watch. I watched the Celtics last night. I did. And that was a fun game. It was a great third quarter. Great third quarter. Celtics NBA finals. Um, I don't remember seeing any political ads. They could have been in there. But I, I go online and I check various things during the commercial breaks. So it could have been a commercial ad, but I didn't see it. When I watch news, I basically watch packages of the news. My point is, you know, today they're trying to hype everything up about this January 6th uh, special tonight. But... There's several difficulties with it. Number one, there's nothing new here. And I'm going to play, you know, there's a football coach of the Washington Commanders, Jack Del Rio. I think he summed it up pretty well. You know, he said what I believe, and I'm going to play it for you in just a moment. I think he said what everybody thinks, but granted, most people are afraid to vocalize. You know, I I also learned when things really changed was, I think it was the summer of 2015 and then obviously into 2016. But that was the first time I really started to notice that I was I was on board basically with the Trump campaign from the announcement. I wasn't expecting much. I had met him before. Right. I met him in New York. I met him in New York years ago, and then I met him more extensively in New York. Mutual friend. I was invited down to a gathering. Actually, it was a television broadcast. Celebrity Apprentice in New York. And and so, though, you know, I I have photos with at the time just Donald Trump, Melania. Um, So and got it. You know, I was actually in an opportunity because of. I, I don't remember exactly. I could go back and check. It was it was right around 2010, 2012. But anyhow, um, and I actually had to, you know, had a chance to have a conversation with him. Uh, and then, you know, years ago in the 90s, I met him in, in New York. But anyhow, um, so I, I didn't know what to expect when he came down the escalator. But I was right away. He had me with build the wall. And he had me, you know, as they say, he had me at um, hello, had me at. His whole speech that he kind of riffed on. But what I noticed was, hear me out, was the summer of 2015. I was like the first local, uh, this is who I'm with. 
And I had other people trying to say, what about Marco Rubio? What about Jeb Bush? I had a friend of mine who joined me one day at Bonnet said, so Kasich's our guy, right? I said, I, I, not, absolutely not. <clears throat> but anyhow, my point of mentioning that is I started to notice that people would approach me in situations where they could. And it was the same routine. They would look right. They would look left and say, by the way, I'm with you with Trump. They wouldn't say it loudly. They wouldn't announce it. They, they, it was the same thing. When someone would look right, look left, want to make sure no one, I could almost then say with them, you're with Trump. How'd you know? I said, because that's, you know, whether it's at the grocery store, the beach, at a ball field, wherever. So it started to change that people really didn't want to say out loud. Uh, Maybe it started during Obama, but I really started to see it. So this whole business of the the January 6th thing tonight. Um. I, I want to play for you Jack Del Rio of the Washington Commanders and, and why I, I'm going to, you know, January 6th, you know what that is? That's trespassing day. I want to be very clear. You know, many of you, well, not many, but many of you, I, yeah, maybe it is many of you. <laughs> the summer of 2020 watched as I thought, okay, right, I'm going to go and I'm going to cover the local protests in our area. And I was hearing from the local media especially television, that they were peaceful and respectful and thoughtful and these young activists. And some of you know this story because of COVID, my children, their internships were canceled. So I thought, you know what, you, you know, daddy's going to go off on this new venture. I'm going to do this live stream and you could kind of help me out with it. And since you can't do an internship because all internships were canceled, I had one child that was going to do an internship with Ellen and then another child was going to do something different. And then, uh, all internships during COVID, the kids got gypped. They got canceled. So, you know, when I was hearing, oh, okay, they're just peaceful gatherings and so forth. And then uh, many of you know the end of the story. The last thing you would describe this was was peaceful, right? The last thing, you know, smashed windows, uh, throwing rocks, people arrested, what they were taunting, yelling at police. It was, it was very violent. It was actually, I, I had to end up having to get security. It was so violent. I got injured. They trashed, they vandalized my car. They chased us the car one time. They're throwing bottles at us. Channel 12, Channel 10. Oh, yeah, peaceful protesters came out. Black, all foolishness. So the point is, January 6th was basically Trump supporters who felt they weren't getting straight answers after the election and watched an entire summer of... You know, and I remember Pork Boy down the dial saying, oh, they all seem pretty pitting. Of course, he never went, right? Pork Boy never got off his fat behind and actually went to 10, and none of them would, actually. Um, but so our crowd, I'll call it, that thought, hey, that looks like fun, right? We'll protest. Uh, to this day, one of my biggest regrets that I have to live with is that I was not in Washington on January 6th. I would have loved it. We were prepared for it. We trained for it many ways. Through different circumstances, I, I, I had a press credential for the president's speech. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, it took me a while to get over not being there. It's just one of those things. But anyhow, so, you know, it was rowdy. It was. But a lot of the, as you heard, Tim Dodd, our legal expert, the, the Capitol Police were ushering people in. You know, on January 6th, 99% of the people that were there were very peaceful Took some selfies in the Capitol, had flags and hats. You know, I I was in Providence in October of 2020. 24 people were arrested. I added up. There were over 100 people arrested. Black Lives Matter protest, defund the police protest between George Floyd to the fall. Over 100 people were arrested and zero on the other side. So, so on January 6th, some people, you know, got angry and the Capitol Police were definitely antagonizing a lot of the crowd. So the reason why people are not going to watch tonight, as much as they're trying to convince you that you can't vote for a Republican because they're violent individuals. Folks, think how blank and comical this is that. They're going to launch this tonight in prime time. And I'm so glad Fox is not going to run it. We've seen it all. 
a lot of pushing and shelling and yelling and shoving and yeah, was the city burned down? I mean, it's ludicrous. So, commanders Jack Del Rio on you know the George Floyd protests compared to January sixth, and 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 by the way, the other side they're like flabbergasted at this. But if they would just like shut up and pay attention, he's saying what most people think. But they're afraid to voice. And I get that. Because look what happens if you speak up. Do you know last night, do you know how pathetic the Democrat Party is? Do you know how pathetic the progressives are? Do you know how pathetic those Democrat protesters are? Last night, they were in front of the house of Judge Kavanaugh. You don't think you'd take a break since yesterday morning they caught a guy in his neighborhood with a gun there to kill? Judge Kavanaugh? Oh, no, no, not that crowd, right? Not the Nellie Gorbea crowd, not the Emily's List crowd, not all the progressives at the State House crowd. You know, let's hear, this is Jack Del Rio. Folks, I want to remind you, the one of the most comical moments that the local media won't talk about was President Trump uh, was inaugurated, right, January of 20. That weekend was the Women's March, in, in Washington. So, and then uh, at the Rhode Island State House, they had, you know, that was where the pink hats came out and all this, this whole stuff. And, and that was the famous speech, you know, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, right? This was January, that Saturday, after the Trump inauguration. She boycotted the Trump inauguration. She was so mad. She went and spoke they had the big women's march at the state house with the pink hats and all this other stuff. And so Ramundo, Rhode Island governor, let's just look at her, her resume. Rhode Island governor, former general treasurer, went to Harvard, went to Yale Law, Rhodes Scholar, attended Oxford. Upon graduation, became a venture capitalist, became a millionaire, started her own company, Point Judith Capital, then ran for treasurer, won, ran for governor, was elected. Uh, and then the next year, 18, she was going to be up for re-election, flanked by state police. That was the famous line. Gina Raimondo standing there says, I'm tired of being treated like a second-class citizen in Rhode Island. <laughs> and all the female young reporters, that's right, Gina, you tell them. <laughs> second-class citizen. Made herself to be a multimillionaire, Harvard undergrad, Yale Law. Uh, um, Oxford, Rhodes Scholar, venture capitalist, general treasurer, woman, female governor, and I, I'm tired of being treated like a second class citizen in this state. <laughs> and the FEMA Channel 12, that's right, yeah, enough of this. Anti-men. All right, listen to Jack Del Rio, coach of, um, this is the new name for the stupid Washington Redskins. Who's, by the way, you can change the name. They, they're still terrible, right? I, I, that's, that's like the Rhode Island schools. You know, no, no one can do work at grade level. Kids in eighth grade are doing the work of like a fifth grader or a sixth grader. Kids that are juniors in high school are, are struggling trying to do English and math of a freshman in high school. And what's the solution? We need, we need to build brand new schools. <laughs> As if that's going to do anything. In China, you have like 50 Chinese students in basically like a hut, right? 50, not even air conditioned. And they're, they're doing work a grade above that. But listen to Jack Del Rio. See, this is why no one is going to watch tonight. And they're all going to be shocked. This People, people aren't watching television anymore. When we do, you know. When we do now, we, I do live stream every Monday through Thursday from 7 to 8. More people are watching that than watching any news shows on local television. It's a fact. There's nothing to watch on blanking TV. They're lost. But listen to Jack Del Rio. He's being criticized for this. He's right on the money. Here we go. Down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things if we're going to talk about it why are we not looking into those things 
because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Well, there's no, nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about it. We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's got two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. We're Americans. Let's talk it through. I'm for, I'm for us, you know, having a great opportunity to have a fulfilled life. Uh, like I said, every, way, every which way I can, when I'm here, it's about love and respect. I love my guys. I respect my guys. Uh, but I also love the fact that I'm an American, and that means I'm free to express myself. That's right. I'm not afraid to do that. That's right. You know, he's not a very good coach. He's actually a terrible coach. Um, Jack Del Rio. But I want to just play to the beginning of that again. I, I think um, what he just said is is why people are not going to watch. No, just no one wants to say anything. Right? This is like the emperor with no clothes. No one wants to come out and say it. What businesses were burned down? None. They, they, and they lie about what happened. And Cicilline's like the biggest liar of it. <clears throat> Will you know that's a very good question, by the way. Someone sent me uh, an email. Brian, do you think they're gonna show the Ashley Babbitt murder? No. Of course they're not gonna do that. You know, they continue to lie about it. About the people that quote died on January sixth. The only person that was killed on January sixth was Ashley Babbitt. That Brian Sicknick, he wasn't killed by a fire extinguisher. He wasn't in good health. There's footage of him. The guy was obese. You know, it was a long, stressful day. He got sick. He went back to the office. He probably should have gone to an emergency room or should have left the scene, went straight to the emergency room. He went home that night and he died that night. He, did, he wasn't killed at the scene. Remember that whole footage of, well, they threw a fire extinguisher. Him. That's a lie. There was another protester who was obese that he died walking from the speech to the Capitol, right? His wife said, I told him he shouldn't go. He's not in good health. There was a lot of walking. He never reached the Capitol. He died. There was another man. He was at the speech. He was walking towards the Capitol. He ended up dying. He, he, didn't, he didn't die at the Capitol. And then there was a, a woman that was there, and there were a lot of young people there, and she ended up overdosing. And she happened to then be in and around the Capitol area. She wasn't killed. She took some bad drugs. That whole thing is a lie. Were some people roughed up? Yeah. But let's talk about 2016 when the cities were burned, right? All the windows smashed, all the $2 billion worth of destruction. Providence, Rhode Island, downtown has never recovered from that. And nor has Federal Hill. Nor is federal law. You know, it's not a mystery to me. Places like the Lodge, 146 Lincoln, uh, Breakdown Hill Road, are thriving. You know, when I've been there, the people say, you know, I used to go out Providence anymore. It's, it's not safe. You're right. Places like Senadale Revival. I was there on the Friday night. Ten people told me a couple of years ago they would have been out on Federal Hill on a Friday night. No way. No more. What? Not safe. And that's partly Alorza. Um, I just want to play that again. Because the people that are astounded by that, and he's, he's taking a beating for this. All right, so things got a little rowdy. Right, they did. But let's do the numbers. There were about 500 people that were like a little revved up and out of control. Right? There were. There were. That got a little out of control. But the... The majority of them were peaceful protesters. I don't like this guy's a football coach. Question. He's Real right on the I, money. It, let's get right down, down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're going to talk about it, why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Yep. Businesses are being burned down. Yes. No problem. 
And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Yep. Well, there's no, nothing burned down. No. And we're not going to talk about. We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's got two standards. And if we apply the same standard, you know, he he is. I'm, I'm telling you, that is Jack Del Rio. What he just said in that little sound. That is a football coach of the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Redskins or the Washington football team. What he just said right there is exactly what people think and feel. That's why no one's going to watch tonight. Watch what? I tried to watch a preview. It's like they're trying to sell us on it. You know You know what people are seeing today? They're seeing the person that is supposed to be the president of the United States who can't even do an interview. Now, I want to just touch on two things. Number one, it's 1231. You're tuned to the John DePietro Show. Now, monkey pox has hit Rhode Island. I'm going to, there's something very significant about that that I'm going to tell you in just, just a moment. And it's a double standard. And the other thing, obviously, I know a lot of people are interested in the latest, the Charlotte Lester case. I'm, I will touch on that. I, I'm going to try to get to it all, again, between now and, and 2 o'clock. Um, but I will touch on the monkey, monkey pox. And if you haven't seen it, and again, the local media, they give her cover. Uh, Gina Raimondo, she got, she got shellacked the other day on CNN. And when she came off the air, she must have been spitting bullets. She has a very tough temper. And, and she knows when she, she's not delusional. She knows when it goes well. And she knows when it's like, wow, did anybody get the, num- you know, the license plate of that truck that just ran me over? She got shellacked on CNN. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Hey, listen, next time there's an emergency, at Men Urgent Care. Now, I've received email from some of you. One, we waited, you know, seven hours at Rhode Island, uh, the emergency room at Rhode Island Hospital. No one spoke English. I waited all these up. Folks, at Men Urgent Care. You have to drive to them. That's not a bad thing. That people can't walk over. It's not on a bus line. Admin Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston. Also, East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, right across from Felicia's. Admin Urgent Care. Urgent Care Facility, comprehensive outpatient health care, individuals, families, diagnostic and treatment center, immunization, school, sport, physicals, cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergency care, where you end up waiting, you know, hours to be seen, not at Atman Urgent Care. I told you, when I was last there visiting, the longest wait was under an hour. And on top of that, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. So if you have COVID, stop in and see them. Walk in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, Laceration repair, laboratory, physical exams. Look for them online at medurgentcare.net, but at medurgentcare. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, and East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road. Folks, as always, visit the website, dipetro.com, and our website, which is just humming right now. We also have the latest there. I, last night, people may not realize it. It was... It was pretty interesting with the Charlotte Lester case. I'm going to talk about that probably a little more next hour. But our website, which is sponsored by the Coincident, a Rhode Island tradition, 1977, 226 Coincident Avenue, West Warwick, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lunch, the Coincident. So monkey pox has hit Rhode Island. And the thing about it is, you know, this weekend is a big weekend in the city. It's PVD Fest. Uh, There's all kinds of activities what, what is so unfair is the fact that this weekend, right, so monkeypox, apparently a case of monkeypox has been found in Rhode Island. And what are they going to do about it? Think of what they've done. COVID never really impacted children. They tried to scare you into thinking that COVID was going to affect children, but COVID didn't. And from what I understand... One of the head of the teachers unions told someone that I know that if COVID 
had put kids in the hospital, it would have been a whole different ball game. That's where the teachers union, folks, I hate to say that, but they were, in some ways, they were hoping COVID was going to affect young children. Thank God it did not, right? COVID did not. College students shook it off. How many young people tested positive? They had showed no signs, asymptomatic of it. But what they put kids through with masks and canceling activities and six foot of distance and people inside trying to play basketball and volleyball and soccer forced to wear a mask. Five-year-olds, six-year-olds, 10-year-old in a classroom all day forced to wear a mask. Monkeypox being found in Rhode Island. Is the laws are going to say, you know, maybe we ought to, um, maybe we better, maybe we better cancel or cut back on something. No, they're not going to say a word about it. Health department announces first probable case of monkeypox in Rhode Island. You know why? Because it's become so political. You know why? Because suddenly now, right, they don't want to, well, they don't want to cancel any activities. You know, I, I don't know enough. I would not go to PVD Fest. I, I'm not sure about the crowd there. But we, we both know that they're not going to, you know, do anything. Um, they're not going to do anything, you know, uh, to try to stem that in any way. Now, last night. Again, folks, good afternoon at 1237. By the way, I um, I really, <clears throat> excuse me, I really encourage you to visit the website, petro.com And I'll tell you why. We have unique stories there in video that you're not going to find anywhere else. You can also contact me there. There's no eyes. D-E-P-E-T-R-O. You know, I often laugh when people say, I didn't know how to reach you. And I like feel like saying, and, and you really didn't try. I mean, it, if you just type in my name, the first thing that pops up on Google is the website. Monkeypox hits Rhode Island. Update on the missing woman in Warwick. I'm probably going to touch on that more next hour. Raimondo run over on CNN. And then the day the voting died. Um, you know, the, the local media, I'll, I'll play it, but they're not really doing a lot on how yesterday was a disastrous day for fair elections in Rhode Island. Yesterday, I can't stress this enough. I'm not going to go on and on, but... You know, not everybody understands. You, you have to know how they are pulling it off, right? You have to know how this has just become a game of ground game. Campaigns are forever changed. This is not democracy. We're now an outlier. Um, there's nothing positive. It's all self-serving. And that, you know, there, there was some of the pictures yesterday that John Marion, a common cause, and he's right there with the union heads. And the unions are going to try to push in their candidate for secretary of state. Um, it's, it's very unfortunate. As I've said, this is not so much about your local elections. If you have a local rep, like I said, you know, someone that's popular, the northern part of the state, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, Mike Chippendale, right, Brian Newberry, you know, they'll, they'll still be successful with their elections. I'd, I'd be a little cautious with things wherever there's big progressive bases. Um, th- these are not going to be traditional elections anymore. They're, they're moving into completely collecting votes, collecting ballots. And the fact that they're going to start early voting 20 days before election day, that, that That is absolutely ludicrous. What's the point of having a debate the week of the election? A lot of people don't start paying attention until the week of the election. Some people don't really start paying attention to the weekend before the election. Elections can be very fluid. That's all being eliminated. What's the point? You know, very recently, last month, you had, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1240. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. In Pennsylvania, you had a big Republican primary with uh, that woman and then Dr. Oz and then this guy, Dave McCormick. Now, that took a while to sort it all out. But Kathy Barnett, that race really shifted almost, uh, I guess, two weeks the final two weeks, really even more the last 10 days of the election. That race just, boom, changed, turned on ahead. You're not going to have that. 
And then you're going to have people that they're going to vote a regret, not after the election, before it's even cast. There's nothing good about it. Efforts that were trying to made to stop it failed. So where this really impacts are statewide elections. Because as I've tried to explain, folks, and again, I, after a while, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a broken record or just a parrot who's just repeating things over and over. But Providence is dominating all the elections. And I don't mean because they know best or have the best population. I want to remind people, Providence, according to the census, more than 30%, 35% of the population of the city of Providence are illegals. It's a big number. I have a posting on this on DePetro.com. It's about 60,000 illegals are living in Providence. Think about that. You could fill Gillette Stadium. 60,000 illegals are living in Providence. How many of them are voting? They're, they're technically, they're not voting, but someone's voting for them with their information. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Otherwise, the voter participation in Providence is off the charts. So someone could say, well, you know, how do they register to vote? Because no one checks to see whether or not someone should actually be entitled to vote. They just don't. Um, Once you get on the voter roll, then there's nothing you can do. Right. There's no one. There's no mechanism to go and check if Hector Gomez and his 12 family members that live at Five Manton Avenue, there's no mechanism in Rhode Island to make sure that they're all American citizens and citizens of Rhode Island. Zero. If Hector Gomez and 12 of his family members are on the voter rolls of Five Manton Avenue, and then on election day, 12 ballots come in from Hector Gomez and his 12 family members, they count. So now I know the other side says, well, Hector Gomez wouldn't do that because the penalty of perjury could get him deported. That's true. However, how many people have ever been deported for illegally voting in a local election? Zero. How many people? There's no one even looking to see for that. And the Board of Elections admitted they don't check whether or not someone is, in fact, they don't check citizen status. So, stand to reason, you work for a campaign, you can collect his, you know, the other thing that was just so insulting, and I'm going to play the sound, was Governor McGreed and those people the other day. How about the fact that Pawtucket Stadium now, the costs are just shooting through the roof. The developer now, I, I'm going to need an extra $40 million. What do you think is going to happen, that soccer stadium, Pawtucket? What do you think he's going to say when you give him the other $40 million? I need $30 million more. We're, that, we're this close. You know, I'm going to need $25 million more to finish it because the costs keep going up. That, that thing is a money pit. Should never have been given out. You think that's bad? What do you see what the Superman building would end up costing? Folks, the state is completely gone off the rails. We don't know what it would have been like if Gina Raimondo had stayed and not been tapped to be part of the Biden administration. We don't know what that would have been like, but we do know what it's been like under McKee. He's just throwing money around. He does not value taxpayer money. He regards it as monopoly money. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you at Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Now listen, it's muggy today. They're already saying it's going to be a hot summer. Pop in and see my friends. You can drive right up to the front door. Great time to buy appliances, grills, air conditioners. Now they have inventory still, Weber grills, air conditioners for windows or built-in walls, senior apartments or condos, washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators, shop local. They've been in business since 1963. They also have a beautiful cooking showroom. You deal directly with the owner and they will match or beat any package deal. Monday through Friday, 10 to 5, Saturday and Sunday by appointment. It's Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. 
Call them, 401-949-7800. Look for them on Facebook. Folks, <clears throat> visit the website, petro.com. Don't forget, petro.com. Brought to you by Saturday Hour Revival. They had a big crowd last night for the Celtics game. Comfort food and cocktails, delicious food, great drinks. 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. It's the Saturday Hour Revival. I do want to just, um, two things. I want to just play um, President Biden on Jimmy Kimmel last night. That wasn't an interview. I repeat, that was not an interview. It, that was Jimmy Kimmel, uh, an activist, could have been Biden's son. Uh, there's nothing to celebrate there. <clears throat> Trying to hold someone's hand and walk them through what should have been a very easy interview. Now, instead, they're saying, well, there wasn't a lot of news there. And... Um, you know, there it wasn't uh, it, it it wasn't that bad, <clears throat> but um, it uh, there's several things that kind of sub bump the the Biden interview with Jimmy Kimmel last night, and but again, that that's not an interview. That is uh, a talk host, political activist, supporter saying this guy's having a tough time. I'm going to try to help him, give him a break. And we're going to try to walk him through the interview. That's that's what it was. I'm not saying it needed to be pounded. But if if you saw it, and I may play more of it next time, Kimmel was getting more applause for what he was saying than the president. This is um, this tells us a lot. President Biden is is simply not up to the task. He's he's physically, mentally not up to the task. This is leader of the free world. This is why he doesn't do interviews. This is why he doesn't do press conferences. There, if if they wanted to hide him from the public, if he was just retired and not in office, that is entirely their business. The problem is he's the president of the blanking United States, and he's supposed to be for the next two years. And he can't get through a simple conversation without losing his place. You know what is frightening about this? And I want to play a little bit. This is uh, President Biden last night. Um, here we go. Here we go. Is we haven't been able here we go. So, so there's a lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say it another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we've been able to communicate. But look how the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, I, I. You know what that kind of reminds me of is, um, and folks, I don't, I don't say this meanly. And again, good afternoon, everybody. At twelve forty-eight, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. Um, what is, um, what is unfortunate here is. Anyone that has, if you are listening right now, either at the website or on Facebook or or on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, if you've had any dealings with or a family member that had um, early stages of Alzheimer's or dementia, that's what it sounds like. Right. It's the ultimate. You could picture Biden going down to his basement saying, what did I come down here for? You know, he um, if you've dealt with people like that, they start to tell a story and then they can't remember why they were telling the story. Those are early onsets. Um, Dementia, Alzheimer's. um, People stop reading. Because they get very frustrated because they keep losing their place on the page. So one of the first things they do, you know, I won't get into too much detail, but I had a family member who was a tremendous reader, older, older relative, who was a tremendous reader. And I thought, you know, I she wasn't doing that well. And I thought, I'll get her, you know, this new book of someone that I knew she liked. And I got it for the relative. And then I, I noticed, you know, a few days later, whatever, that Someone who had been a long-time reader uh, was no longer reading. And that seemed odd to me because I would have thought, you know, they were always reading. 
And then you, the more you learn about it, it becomes very frustrating to them. Much like those of you that have experience with a family member, or most of the time it would be a family member, someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia, early offsets of that. You know, it's the old thing. They can tell you where they went to grammar school 80 years ago, but they can't remember what they had for lunch or breakfast that day, right? To me, that's what you're hearing with Biden. He starts to tell these stories, and Jimmy Kimmel is just sitting there. Now, Jimmy Kimmel, I want to play that again. He rescued him. It's like, you know, hold that thought, Gramps. We got to go for And anyone who, if you go to visit someone, you've been with someone, it's the family member. Sometimes a child or someone else who tries to help them, right? They start to get lost. Like, what was I saying? And then it's like, you know, hey, you know, Grandma, tell them. Tell them who you, who did I see? The, tell them who you saw the other day. Who did I see the other day? Remember you, we went to the park and you saw, and then, I, you know, you saw you, oh yeah, yeah, grandchild, yeah. You know, that Kimmel is, is literally like holding his hand. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Jimmy Kimmel should have pounced on him. Um, he was picked for a reason. There was a benefit to that. But, you know, d- does anyone really believe that, of, it's like, do you think Biden's really up on top of the baby shortage formula? Do you think he remembers what he discussed the last time he met with Commerce Secretary Raimondo or Harris? Do you notice right now the vice president, you can't find her anywhere because no one wants to deal with it. And what I found really offensive was the nonstop jokes. There was no reason to get into and start discussing President Trump last night. But see, this is the problem. When you're dealing with someone, it's early. I'm going to try to be kind and say early stages of dementia, Alzheimer's. But this answers the question why he can't do a sit-down interview. This wasn't an interview. This was really like a friendly chat. But you go to see... How many people listening right now, maybe over Mother's Day, you went and visited someone or Father's Day, you will, or you go and see someone. And then when you do, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's sad. And people do it because they feel, you know, they were a good person. They're getting on. They're starting to fail with their health and memory, getting on with things. And many times we go because it makes the child or the person feel better. You know, and it is good to see them and try to, you know, you want to have a pleasant experience with them. Right. So but then, you know, you listen to this is the I, I mean, it's hard to believe that I'm actually this is the president of the United States. What do you think Putin's thinking? Does anyone wonder why he invaded Ukraine? Sell products. Here we go. Listen to this. When, this is no, just, TV. Look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we... You know, that, that doesn't make sense. You know what else? If you haven't seen when he came out, they opened the curtain. And... President Biden is standing there with a mask and he take it off. It, it's like, what are you, what, are, what is going on here? He's standing alone backstage. Why is he wearing a mask? He's vaccinated and tested. Kimmel's vaccinated and tested. Everyone around them is vaccinated and tested. We're still going through the mask charade. I, I, I can't even imagine right now. If you're a Biden supporter, I, I don't know what to make of you. This is the ultimate, the emperor's no clothes. But this whole business... We're having a problem communicating. He can't even explain the problem they're having on, on the, in communicating. And, and Kimmel so has to help him out. No so, so there's a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, Another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we've been able to communicate. Well, look how the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, I, I get it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a um, 
even with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get number of clicks on on, the, on nightly news. Mm -hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized in ways. That, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, you know, he um, uh, that that's concerning, right? The president of the United States. Um, well, Senator Dianne Feinstein, there were people that were saying that she needs to leave the, the Senate. And one of the things they said was with Senator Dianne Feinstein, and I talked about this with Donna Perry not long ago, folks. And again, good afternoon on this Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I, I don't play that with any glee. I don't play that laughing. This is the person, he's, he's the president of the United States. I mean, to me, it all makes perfect sense. But Dianne Feinstein, they noticed they'd been in a meeting with her. And several times throughout the meeting, the people she's meeting with, they have to keep reintroducing themselves because she can't remember. So think of this, you know, you go into a meeting with Senator Dianne Feinstein at one o'clock. Oh, nice to meet you. You know, my name is Juan. And then at, at 1.20... You know, you're making a point, and she says, "You know that that's true." Now, what, what did have I have we met? What is your name again? And I say, "Oh, it's it's Juan, Juan de P. Oh, nice to meet you, Juan." And then you go in a little bit longer, and then right around ten of two, she says, "And the other thing, as I was saying to, and I'm sorry, what what's your name again? Have we met?" Now, folks, that would be like, like what? This is in less than an hour. We've been introduced three times. That's a red flag. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, especially in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coatings, residential commercial seal coating patios. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 732 1730 401 732 1730 J. Perry Paving. Get a free quote. Listen right now, 1258 on this Thursday, June 9th. You're thinking of getting your driveway paved or maybe a relative's, whether it's a brand new paving project or a track drive, uh, excuse me, toy boat, crack driveway called J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracting company. Call them today. Free estimate, free quote, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Now, folks, good afternoon at 1258. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, we have another full hour to go. Coming up, we're going to have the uh, news update with the 1 o'clock news next hour. I'm going to talk a lot more about... The uh, missing person, Charlotte Lester Case, the woman still missing in Warwick. She was last seen Monday night, May 16th. Police set up the tape around her home, declared her a crime scene on Saturday, May 21st. So she's missing the week of the 16th, the 23rd, the week of Memorial Day. Here we are on the 9th. It will be a month from today will be a full month when she was last seen alive. So I'll admire on that and more on tonight. And I also will touch on these gun bills that they're supposedly going to be hearing and uh, voting on at the state house later. So here's what we're going to do. Next hour is radio only. You can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen at the website, dipetro.com. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. The power hour is next. Still, we're just skimming the surface here. A lot more to get to, plus the latest on monkeypox, right here on the John DePietro Show.